Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. Just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. Today is Sunday, September the 27th, 2009, and it is episode number 43 of Purple Mafia, and it is great to have you on board today. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. Well, first and foremost, before I get into anything, TheSportsStuff.com, as mentioned, is the flagship website for Purple Mafia. There's a button in the right-hand corner that says TSS Boards on the front page of the website. Click on that. That is how you can interact with other members of the website. You can vote on polls, like we're going to have a new one today, and we're going to talk about last week's poll, the poll for this show, basically. Uh, We're going to get into that, and uh, that's how you can interact and be a part of things on TheSportsStuff.com, which is always, always so necessary it just makes the show more fun and um another way to make the show more fun is also to have your voice with mine holy crap batman that's right your voice with mine and um that is because we have a call in line it is a voicemail the number is 209-736-7877 209-736-7877 it is a voicemail as mentioned a thousand times treated as such so mention which show you are calling into Say Purple Mafia and make your comment, statement, shout out, whatever. Keep it to about a minute and, uh, yeah, you'll be a part of things and that's what matters for sure in my book. So now, today, the discussion of the show today is The Drive. Well, that's the main story of the show today, The Drive. And it was the last, oh, minute and a half of the game, officially, (laughs) including the final, oh, 12 seconds. Yeah, The Drive. That was the end of The Drive and, uh... Beautiful for the Vikings to finally be a part of something like that. As remember, you know, there were a couple of those. Remember, there was a Randy Moss at the end of the end zone, the back of the end zone from uh, Dante Culpepper years ago in that fun 2000 season. But uh, other than that, we haven't really seen that kind of drive in quite a while. Maybe not since the Warren Moon era. So with no further ado, we're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. Here on thesportstuff.com, the new fast-breaking wolves are bursting on the scene with Timberwolves Explosion. Hear about this exciting new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, Johnny Flynn, and new coach Kurt Rambis. Check us out on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes, where we cover the wolves like nobody else. Show your true blue, download and listen to this explosion of Timberwolves basketball.
And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 43, which is a reminder for iPod, Microsoft Zune, and MP3 users. Thank you again for joining the show today. All right, The Drive, baby. That is what this episode is about today. And it's also about, well, I might have wanted to mention, yeah, you know, in case in case you didn't find out yet, and I'm the, the messenger for you, I'm the, I'm the Gabriel, per se, Minnesota Vikings are 3-0, and and they defeat the San Francisco 49ers 27-24. to And, folks, this, the Vikings very easily could have been the 2-1 and team leaving today, and San Francisco could have been 3-0. and San Francisco 49ers, I keep thinking San Francisco Giants for some stupid reason, the baseball team, and I always hear about the New York Giants like every five seconds because the media is East Coast biased beyond, beyond belief. But anyhow, yeah, New York Giants. <laughs> but yeah. San Francisco 49ers look like a really impressive football team, and yeah, it was a pretty frustrating day, but I kept a little more calm for some reason this time around, probably because it was a home game, I guess. I chilled out a little bit. A little more belief here. Uh, Sean Hill, very solid overall in the game, but but <laughs> it took quite a while for the San Francisco 49ers to get going as they won the coin flip. The first series they had was nothing but a three and out. The Vikings were three and out, a very weak start to the game. And then San Francisco, another three and out. And on the Vikings' second drive, Favre looked pretty darn impressive down the stretch, completing passes, completing passes, and getting a couple of first downs with Chester Taylor and Adrian Peterson down the way. It was just a nice, solid drive. And it's like, yeah, man, the Vikings are actually starting strong for once. Hey. And, of course, that drive ended with a 30-yard touchdown pass to Sidney Rice. Just a beautiful, beautiful play. Perfect pass, perfect catch. Sidney Rice, clearly a better player than he was last season. I mean, absolutely a better player. And um, <laughs> just a very cool thing to watch right there. It just, it, it had a, you know, Rice kind of has a little bit of baby moss in him sometimes because he's got, he's just, he's just a touchdown guy, man. He, he is. And Favre and Rice have wonderful, wonderful chemistry. Very, very happy about that. But it's not quite the same for uh, Favre and Bernard Berrien at this point in time, as they were pretty, it was pretty rough today, until late in the fourth quarter, a couple of nice plays. We'll get to that very shortly, or in a while, I guess, in kind of a while. <laughs> uh, just a beauty to Sidney Rice. Percy Harvin, a factor again today. Chester Taylor, though, led the Minnesota Vikings in receiving. As I mentioned, he, this guy, was just huge. For the Vikings today, and he always is huge. 70 yards receiving for Chester Taylor. Seven catches. Uh, um, the first down category, San Francisco, it took them forever to get a first down in this game. They had 11 total in, yeah, in the second half. They looked pretty darn good, especially that third quarter. And early in the fourth quarter, looked frighteningly good, actually. Just one good play after another, one first down after another. Minnesota had 19. Very impressive in that category. The Vikings getting first downs when they need them for the most part. The running game was, it actually wasn't as bad as it looked, I guess. You know, partially because uh, Peterson broke a 35-yard uh, gain on that scoring drive. 35-yard gain for Adrian Peterson just broke loose. That certainly brought his yards per carry up. 19 rushes total, 85 yards. No end zone today for Mr. Favre. No end zone. Or Mr. Favre. Mr. Peterson. Yeah, Favre got the end zone. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, that was that's the uh, unfortunate part. The running game just not quite the same. San Francisco has really been a uh, an issue for Adrian Peterson, but he certainly broke through a lot more than he did in the previous <laughs> appearance against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. It was a pretty ugly, ugly game. I forget the exact numbers. Not important at this point in time. All I know is it was under 20, and uh, yeah, it was pretty ugly. Less than a yard per carry. Chester Taylor, though, was very good against San Francisco the last time these two teams played. I remember him being the player of the game. Um, not not quite the case on the ground for Chester, but as mentioned, led the team in receiving. San Francisco continuing to struggle to even get a lousy first down. The Vikings were snuffing Sean Hill and uh, the running game. I also mentioned Frank Gore, the first running play of the game, hurt his ankle. Frank Gore hurt his ankle the first running play of the game. And uh, I was like, uh-oh, well, no, 200-yard game for him today. Not that there really would have been anyway, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, just not the deal. So, Coffee, Greg Coffee needs to, uh, takes over. Does okay, 54 yards on the ground, nothing spectacular, only 2.2 average. As uh, Yeah, just <laughs> Williams Wall doing a much better job against the running game this week than in previous weeks. It's, uh Jamal Lewis and Smith, Kevin Smith, looked pretty darn good the previous weeks. Not quite the case here, but uh, Coffee just a rookie. So kind of hard to make a real judgment there overall. So we're just going to have to find out next week against Grant, Ryan Grant, and the Green Bay Packers because there will be a preview later on. All right, as I'm rambling a little too much here <laughs> on some of the same stuff. The Vikings get another scoring drive early in the third quarter, or second quarter, excuse me. Ryan Longwell, perfect on the year at this point in time, making his 40th, making a 40, God, I can't take anymore. I'm sorry, guys. 40-yard field goal at, right down the middle. Ryan Longwell, just a great kicker, great kicker for the Minnesota Vikings, and, yeah, best kicker in the league. But then here come the San Francisco 49ers as uh, they woke up. After a 10-0 Viking lead, San Francisco comes uh, marching. Sean Hill started completing pass after pass, and they start getting first down after first down in a drive that ends with a five-yard touchdown to Vernon Davis, who had a pretty big game today. Vernon Davis, a total of seven catches, 96 yards, two touchdowns. Fantasy owners of Vernon Davis rejoice. Big, big game for your tight end. The tight end's usually not as, you know, productive as that. Very, very good there. The Vikings then have a long drown-out drive. Ryan Longwell is able to complete a 52-yard field goal. Just absolutely spectacular. And then Marcus, the forecaster, gave me a call and he said, uh, Joey, uh, Joey, who's your kicker? And I said, Ryan Longwell. <laughs> and we were again needling the uh, Maranatha Fantasy Football League who were needling me for drafting Ryan Longwell as the first kicker overall. Uh, yeah, he's the best kicker in the league. But unfortunately, right after that conversation, I didn't knock on wood. Uh-oh. <laughs> knock on wood, right? What happens? Well, the Vikings snuff out San Francisco, which is nice. That's the good part. And you figure, yeah, we're in business. This game, the, this team is, is uh, has a really weak offense. Yeah, their defense is okay, but, but Favre's getting through it, you know, because obviously we're not running as much today as their rush defense is way better than we've seen all season to this point, the first two games. Favre having to, uh, they're going to have to go to the passing game a lot more. As, by the way, Brett Favre threw the ball 46 times today. 
Uh-oh. I didn't know Eric Mangini was coaching the team. No, I mean, it, it, this week it, it had to be that way. The running game was not nearly as effective. I mean, we were not getting first downs because of the, you know, if we're going to run, run, run like we did in the previous weeks. But I continue to digress here. Vikings get down the field enough to have a shot at a 44-yard field goal attempt. And you figure, yeah, Ryan Longwell is going to hit this. It's going to be 16-7, to and San Francisco is just going to, you know, we're, the Vikings will roll in the second half. Confidence will be through the roof. The 49ers are just, you know, it's going to be like, what, 27-14 to 14 or 27-10, to 10, you know, like I was predicting. It's going to be a solid victory for the Vikings, maybe even 30, 31 or something like that. Vikings did get 27, but unfortunately, yeah, guess what happened, folks? <laughs> the kick was blocked. The kick was blocked. And Nate Clements ran the ball 59 yards for a touchdown. So Ryan Longwell misses his first kick thanks to Phil Lodeholt not able to block. He stood up too high, and he lost his leverage. And uh, San Francisco goes into the half. Now, this, of course, was with no time left on the clock. San Francisco goes into halftime, leading 14-13. to 13, And it's like, are you serious? Are you serious? God dang it. It was more like, actually, more like this. Oh, my God! That's about the story right there. That's what it was. Like, are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Just one of those type of things. And uh, wouldn't you just know, wouldn't you just know that San Francisco, the momentum would go their way dramatically going into the uh, the second, the third quarter, the second half? Well, it did. Minnesota suddenly... Unable to move the ball anymore. Oh, come on! <laughs> Bernard Berrien continuing to drop passes. Shucks, even Vasante Shenko dropped some passes today, which is like, oh no, this isn't a good sign. Uh, Favre was throwing the ball out of bounds a lot today. Now, you know, his accuracy was not quite what it was in previous weeks. It was actually his by far his weakest day in terms of percentage. And funny, because he probably threw the ball a little bit too much because the way the running game was getting stopped. 52% for Brett Favre today. 52. And yeah, like I said, a lot of passes were out of bounds, inaccurate passes. It's just, he just missed them. Or overthrown on one play to, uh, I believe it was, yeah, Percy Harvin. Another to Bernard Berrien, but mostly Berrien was the guy who screwed Favre today, I'd have to say. As <laughs> the play that gave, that gave the, uh, the 49ers opportunity to take a bigger lead. Favre threw the ball to Bernard Berrien, and he did a patented, patented, as Kadri uh, Ishmael owns the patent on this play. The ball thrown right in your numbers, bounces off his chest, intercepted. Thanks. Terrific. Thank you, Bernard. I appreciate it. And then Joe Nedney, scoring his 1,000th point as a uh, field goal kicker, 1,000th point in the NFL, 37-yard field goal, 17-13 San Francisco, about, f- oh, with a few minutes left in the third quarter. The third quarter was so boring, I almost fell asleep like three times. I mean, <laughs> I just looked around the room and said, man, this game is not fun to watch. And uh, what the hell? It was just a it just drug out. The third quarter, second week in a row, by the way, the third quarter was not that fun, to be honest. But then after the field goal, making it 17-13, uh-oh, you knew Percy Harvin was going to break through one of these times. You, you could just feel it coming. I'll also mention Darius Raynaud hurt earlier in the day. It looked like a knee or a hamstring, unfortunately. No information was actually released yet on that. And uh, 
Bernard Berrien had to be the kick returner. Oh, goody. At least he caught those. <laughs> Thank God. But, uh, yeah, Percy Harvin returns the kickoff 101 yards. Touchdown, Minnesota, suddenly up 20-17. to 17. It's like, well, at least we're winning now. I mean, for crying out loud, we've been tempting our fate all day. And now we're ahead, so cool. Now, maybe now the Vikings will take control of this game, finally. 20-17 to 17 as team the teams exchange unimpressive drives back and forth for a few series. But then <laughs> Sean Hill and Vernon Davis connect on a few plays down the stretch. Suddenly Sean Hill starts throwing the ball downfield a little bit, including a 31-yard reception which has just drew the ire of myself and other uh, Viking fans. You could hear it at the game. 31-yard reception. And the next play, what happens? Sean Hill, a 20-yard reception up the middle. Perfect. Absolutely perfect pass to Vernon Davis for his second touchdown of the day. And, folks, San Francisco is up 24-20 to with, yeah, midway through the uh, the fourth quarter, and it's like, what is going on here? I mean, we, we actually might lose this game as the Vikings fail on one drive. San Francisco runs the clock down significantly as they're able to run, 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 but the Vikings are able to stop them, thank God, get the ball back with a minute 36 to go, and uh, <laughs> this is when, folks, this is when I just kind of said, hey, you know what? You know what? As my company said that uh, Vikings, well, they lost. This game's over. And it's like, no, it isn't. We we were able to call a timeout, and the run defense, thank God, hung on. I mean, that's how the Vikings had the opportunity to even win this game. And you got to credit the run defense. I mean, thank God in heaven we were able to stop coffee as they continue to try to run the clock down, and it didn't work out. We still had all three of our timeouts, had to use them, unfortunately, but that's how it goes. But we had a whole minute 36 left. And uh, the Niners punt. Thank God punted it a little bit too hard. It rolls into the end zone. And it's 80 yards to pay dirt, folks. 80 yards to pay dirt with a guy named Brett Favre as your starting quarterback. Your guy right now. Who's, who's, you know, he hasn't had his most accurate day. But he's still Brett Favre. And he appears to be playing like Brett Favre, like always. Like he always has. Maybe a little older, a little less mobile, but mm. this game ain't over, folks. And it is a home game, and, and we've I've watched too much football to say this game is over. I mean, obviously. Well, right out of the gate, first down, good start, out of bounds. And again, <laughs> for, I mean, there were a couple of completions up the middle, which had me a little bit scratching my head a little bit, but luckily Favre and the Vikings, the line, were able to get up and spike the ball without expi- without too much time expiring, thank God, on multiple attempts. A couple plays, there was one play that was just a, a heartbreaker. A pass to Sidney Rice was a, a nice deep completion. Ah, oh, out of bounds, obviously. It was about a 40-yard completion, would have had us at the 20, and real legitimate opportunity there. But yeah, obviously out of bounds. And then another play, which would have been even better, this was a completion to... Uh, I be- I can't remember now. I can't remember if it was Harvin or Rice. Shame on me for not writing it down. Um, Favre took took a while. Thank God the offensive line is, is another major thing today. The offensive line almost got a, got Favre killed today and almost got us killed. The team 
but the offensive line finally stepping up today, at least on this final drive, giving Favre some time to throw the ball finally. But he takes he just kept running forward, running forward, running forward, and I'm like, oh no, they're going to call it back, aren't they? As there was a perfect completion, perfect completion that would have had us again at about the, well, this would have been about the 15-yard line and a very legitimate chance to put this thing on ice. Yep. I mean, of course, Coach Singletary, who this guy is a coach, man. This guy's a coach. He is a coach. He, he's even keeled for the most part, like when things happen, but he's going to take a player aside and let him have it when they do, when they make a mistake, and he's going to defend his team when needed. And it, <laughs> his assistant coaches were like, hey, throw the flag, throw the flag, throw the flag. Singletary finally throws it, and yeah, I mean, it, perfect call. It, it, it was the right call. Clearly, Farvitt stepped across the line of scrimmage, and the ball was not released from his hand, as that's the most important part, until he crossed the line of scrimmage, until the ball crossed the line of scrimmage. Good call. Good call. Um, There were a couple of calls today that weren't so great, but overall, I thought the officiating crew did a good job, and they didn't cost anybody the game today. They they really didn't. Either side, luckily. (laughs) Luckily, either side. There was one hit on uh, Sean Hill that was a little questionable, and one taunting call on San Francisco that was questionable he didn't taunt <laughs> I can't remember uh, was it Cedric Griffin he didn't taunt him that was a bad call as well uh, Morgan yep didn't taunt him bad call but that's how it goes um, luckily the next play folks <laughs> after one more first down I, I must add to Bernard Berrien by the way who made a really nice catch Hung onto the ball this time, thank God, and Favre kept it in bounds this time. And uh, it was first down, and we were on the 32-yard line, and the clock dwindled to about 12 seconds left. And uh, <laughs> it was the end of an 80-yard drive that you could tell Favre was, was kind of in tears there at the end, and so were lots of other people. I mean, you know, I wasn't, but it was an amazing play. Favre drops back. Flings it into the end zone. And Greg Lewis, the man that we acquired after we cut uh, Bobby Wade, we cut Bobby Wade, a popular slot receiver on this team who's got glue hands for Greg Lewis. And uh, you could clearly see on the replay, he caught the, you know, obviously he had full possession of the ball, complete control of the ball. The first step was the important one, the one that was further, you know, closer to the out of bounds, the back of the end zone. And drug his toes on the second and baby. Vikings pull out the victory for the ages, folks. This is one for the ages. Brett Favre, man, it just looked like the old days with Brett Favre and the Packers making big clutch plays, and now he's one of us. And, folks, there is no doubt in my mind the Minnesota Vikings do not win today's football game without number four as the starting quarterback of this team. End of story. So with that, I'm going to conclude... The game review, and we'll be into the, uh, we're going to preview the Green Bay Packers game next week and the poll. We'll talk about the polls right after this quick announcement. Here on thesportstuff.com, we're turning up the tempo on Brave the Wild. A new era has come to the state of hockey with new attitude, Martin Havlet. A more open style with coach Todd Richards and a new philosophy in general manager Chuck Fletcher. We're available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Answer the call and get ready to brave the wild. 
And we are back here on Purple Mafia episode number 43, which is a reminder for MP3, iPod, Microsoft Zoom users. Thank you, always, and enjoy. All right, we're going to get into the Green Bay Packers game. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. It's Packer Week. You betcha. You betcha. It is time to rock and roll, folks. And the Green Bay Packers today defeat the St. Louis Rams to go to 2-1. and one. So the Packers win after losing to Cincinnati last week. They lost to Cincinnati last week. Unbelievable loss for them. But they rebound nicely and win a road game in St. Louis. Now the Rams are not a great football team. But, you know, they got to be better than last year, I would hope. As the Packers today were able to get it done down the stretch, which mattered. Doesn't look like the most exciting game overall. Like, if you had uh, Mason Crosby as your field goal kicker, you turned out pretty good. So he had three field goals today. <laughs> three field goals for him. Kyle Bowler, the starting quarterback for the Rams in this day. Wow. Yuck. He actually had an okay day. About 50% completions. Not great, I guess. Two touchdowns, one interception. 164 yards. Aaron Rodgers, though, extremely efficient. Kind of like Favre last week. 13 to 23, 269 two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. He ran the ball eight times for 38 yards, so a little more mobility for young Aaron Rodgers over old Brett Favre, but hey. (laughs) The good part about this is this game will be in the Metrodome next next week, and uh, that's, that's definitely a huge advantage for the Minnesota Vikings, the really big one coming in November. Vikings go to Lambeau Field. Lambeau Field with Brett Favre. Whoa, won't that be something? Can't wait to see that. But yeah, you're going against a a pretty talented uh, quarterback here. You're going against the best quarterback you've faced. I mean, uh, Quinn Buckner, oh my God. Former Boston Celtic, what am I talking about? Brady Quinn, the golden boy, who's not so golden yet in Cleveland. They amassed three whole points today against Baltimore, by the way. Baltimore winning 34-3. That looks like a Super Bowl team right now. Yikes. Um, but yeah, Brady Quinn, not that great. Was a, Started out okay and was completely out of control late in the game. Matthew Stafford, same thing. Started out great, completely out of control. Sean Hill is Sean Hill. He's a, you know, he's a, he's a role player. He fills it pretty good. But he threw a kind of a nasty interception earlier. That, well, it wasn't a good throw. Not a good throw at all, actually. Um, and, you know, he's not going to really dazzle anybody, though third quarter... That one drive with Vernon Davis looked pretty good. But enough of that, as now the Minnesota Vikings will go against Aaron Rodgers, who was definitely a problem for the Vikings in the season opener last year. His first regular season start, his meaningful, yeah, his first regular season start in full game out there for young Aaron Rodgers. This guy is a hit-legit player, folks. So the pass rush is going to have to really step up. Jared Allen was uh, the only Viking with a sack today. The only Viking with a sack. So that's definitely something to think about going into the game. You have Ryan Grant, who has had a... He's a pretty good running back, actually. Yeah, he's pretty darn good. 3.8 average today. Not great. 99 yards, though. That's that's one thing to think about. Right there. Greg Jennings, though. The deep threat. The deep threat. He had two huge receptions today, both... Over, they'll be both at 50 yards, 50 yards and 53 respectively. No touchdown, only two catches, but big plays. Donald Driver 
always been a problem for the Vikings. Four catches, 95 yards and a touchdown. So yeah, the passing game of the Green Bay Packers, definitely a threat. They also have Aaron Campman, who's been a big-time player for the Green Bay Packers, a sack today. A.J. Hawk leading the team in tackles. Just a, you know, you got yourself a pretty good team over there in Green Bay, and if the Vikings are going to win this division, and I do think they will, a game like today kind of makes makes it makes you say, yeah, they are going to win the division. A finish like today, not to say the whole game, <laughs> but um, this is going to be a major, major test going in. You got a legit running back, a le- really legit passing game, and a pretty solid defense. Pretty solid, I've got to say, for the most part. They only had one sack, though. That's the good card, though. You might want to consider that there's a pretty good possibility they might get more than one sack next week, the Green Bay Packers, I hate to say, because the Vikings offensive line has been so inconsistent, I can't even believe it. I mean, luckily, there weren't too many sacks, excuse me, for San Francisco today. In fact, there was only, well, there were two sacks, officially, on paper, literally, two sacks for San Francisco, but he was hit about a million times today, and uh, one time he got up limping around, Oh, and I might also want to mention Brett Favre threw another block today, and it was a, this time he didn't get fined. It was a great block, actually. <laughs> Pretty cool after completing a pass. It was quite entertaining. I believe the pass, yes, to Chester Taylor again. Wow. What a nice receiving back Chester Taylor is. <sighs> Excuse me, I digress too much. But, yeah, this is, this is the test of tests, folks. It is Packer Week. That is what it is. It's time to get pumped up, time to get fired up. It is time to rock and roll, ladies and gentlemen. So, I'm going to conclude the actual football talk at this point in time. And now we're going to get into the polls here as this show is almost over. Almost over. So there's your relief for you. Maybe there's Packer fans out there listening that want to stop talking about the Vikings. (laughs) Last week, well, who was the MVP in the Lions versus Vikings game? Brett Favre is the winner, and that's who I voted for. 40%. Brett Favre, Ray Edwards receiving no votes. Adrian Peterson, 20%. Jared Allen, 20%. And other 20%. There were a few comments here. Brett, uh, I love this guy, as mentioned. Farzine, host of the Chiefs Zone, an awesome show. A major, majorly popular show. Kansas City Chiefs, hosted by Farzine Vesugian, who also likes to call me Dark Paladino. Because of my pictures on Facebook, because I'm kind of dressed like a mafia lord almost in one of my in a couple of my pictures. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's just having some fun. His comment is the Detroit Lions are the MVP of this game. Oh, that's so far zine for you right there. But yeah, it's you know, yeah, because they they screwed up them they screwed themselves definitely some bad passes, lazy overall. You know, just they just didn't get it done even though I think their coach is pretty good. And by the way, Detroit beat Washington today. 19-game losing streak over. Congratulations to the Detroit Lions. And Farzine also man enough to mention, the last team, who do you think the last team was that beat the, uh, or that, that the Detroit Lions beat? Kansas City. Farzine, man enough to admit that on his show. So that's a props out to him as well. His bias, But now, as he mentions, Lions MVP of the game. His biased vote, Jared Allen, non-biased vote, AP. So Adrian Peterson is his non-biased vote. Very interesting. Peterson, yeah, was pretty darn good. Not quite like the Cleveland game, but good enough to help lead the way. Best, right now you could argue uh, Adrian Peterson is an 
MVP candidate right now. And now we go to Estuan Nianzulu. Estuan Nianzulu. I'm having a hard time with that name, but <laughs> I really appreciate the uh, the response. Definitely a, a well-known guy here on uh, SportsStuff.com. He's he's been quite a poster over the years. He's been around for since November 2007. His comment is, and I agree with him 110%, right now the only answer is Brett Favre. After the Vikings gave up 10 points to a pathetic Detroit Lions offense, the ageless one kicked the offense into gear and drove up and down the field with relative ease. Check these stats. 27 for 23 for 27, 155 yards and two touchdowns. 23 out of 27. He missed only four passes. Call it game managing if you want, but guess what? This is exactly what Favre needs to do to take the Vikings to the Super Bowl. Yeah, definitely. He needs to complete passes and make big plays. And not only... See, he was kind of a game manager at times in some of those games because the running game was dominating and he didn't need to be special. Today, when Brett Favre needed to, to do it in the air, he did it. And uh, Brett Favre, MVP again this week. I'm not, that's why I'm not, I'm not doing a poll on who's the MVP. We, MVP is Brett Favre. End of discussion. End of discussion. Mavs fan. Mavs fan was also known as Darren. A well, very well-known individual on the TSS boards. And his comment is, actually, my vote goes to other. Brett Favre was great, and AP was his normal self, but how about Chad Greenway with two picks and a fumble recovery? He was all over the field and helped us tremendously with the turnovers. You know, that was a good pick, and uh, that that's why the other vote is on there. Because... You know, I might I might make a mistake and forget somebody to, to put in the poll who should have at very least had honorable mention. Chad Greenway, you know, the ball did kind of bounce his way, but, you know, hey, he did the job, and that's what counts. He got the interception. He didn't drop it. He got it, and he made the fumble recovery. He didn't bobble it away. Chad Greenway, huge, and the team, oh, about 90% of the time, the team that wins the turnover battle wins the game and tends to make playoff runs late in the season. Very good take, Darren Mavs fan. Thank you very much for that. And that concludes the comments and votes on that poll. As now it is time to move into this week's poll. The question, so it's a little different this time. A little different. It's more flat-out Vikings-related, not current week-related. Who will lead the Vikings in receiving touchdowns this year? I figured this is a little more of an interesting question. Not receptions, because I would probably go to Vasande Shanko. But who will lead the Vikings in receiving touchdowns? Touchdowns this year. Hmm. Bernard Berrien, Percy Harvin, Sidney Rice, Vasante Shenko, or other? It's a, This one is a real tough one for me, but I'm going to go with Percy Harvin. I'm going to go with Percy Harvin because, to me, I, I, I can see the chemistry there. Sidney Rice, the chemistry is there as well. But Harvin is the kind of guy who has made numerous catches in short yardage situations, you know, like third and nine, you know, or say it's a, you know, second and goal or something and they're nine yards away. Percy Harvin has been that guy. And you know how Favre likes to just, you know, either in the shotgun or whatever, two or three step drop, just let the ball go. Boom. A a, a little quick bullet out of his rocket arm, which he does have. He has the rocket arm. I don't think he's having arm problems this year. Uh, And he tends to nail his receivers in that type of situation. And to me, that guy is Percy Harvin. You could say Vasante. I think it's Percy, though, because a little more athleticism, and plus the 101-yard uh, kick return. The guy has that athleticism. He may break loose in some of those 
as well for a 30, 35 yard, you know, scamper to Paydirt. So my vote goes to Percy Harvin. I would like you out there to vote. Please vote. Please sign up for the message boards. Mention Paladino Live in the uh, referral box when they ask who referred you. Two separate words, P-A-L-A-D-I-N-O, live. Two separate words. Do vote on these message boards, or on this poll in particular. It is in the podcast section, sportsstuff.com boards, podcast, Purple Mafia. Make your vote and make a comment. And also, don't be afraid to call in. 209-736-7877. Do join in. Very appreciated, always. And if you'd like to email me, it's paladinolive at yahoo.com. One word, paladinolive at yahoo.com. Very much like to interact with you there. And uh, that's going to conclude the show for today. And, uh, well, with a slightly different work schedule, at least this week and maybe long term, for personal reasons, we'll just leave it at that for this point in time. If I wish to discuss it further on air, I will, but not today. Uh but with a possibly more open schedule in the uh, the near future, I might be able to do two shows a week, possibly. Maybe a more extended preview of the Green Bay Packer game or if something else comes up. No promises, though. We're going to just see what happens here. So just thought I'd throw that in there. November is going to be really tough, though, because regardless, because the lawn cleanups, that's not going to change. There will be lawn cleanups in November. So there's an early warning for you there that I might have a hard time getting shows released in the month of November. Um, I'll probably, I'll probably at least have a couple out, but I might not be able to do it all, all four weeks in November. So quick little hint warning for you. So with no further ado, we are going to call it a day about a 38 minute show. Thank you always for joining. Always a pleasure. Do tell your friends about this show. It really would help me. And, uh, you know, you'd be a, (laughs) you'd, you'd, you'd be a good doer, right? You'd be a do gooder (laughs) making a good show better. So. Until next week, which I will be able to do a show, I'm going to uh, call it a day, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.